Hey mom, first things first, thank you. It's my one year anniversary of my decision to say, yes, I need help, and yes, I choose me. And that's the miracle. I'm lucky that the strongest person I know is my own mother. Love you, mom, Maxwell. Be that strong person who makes the difference. If your loved one is struggling with drugs and alcohol, reach out to Karen for a different kind of addiction treatment. Visit caron.org slash lost. This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Plus, auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May of 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. There's no place to escape to. This is the last podcast. On the left. Side stories. Love your glaze. That's when the cannibalism started. Side, Side stories. stories. <laughs> yes. I want to do it. Yeah. Man, that Michael Jordan, man, he's good Woo! at basketball, huh? Yes, he I is. I ended up falling into the last dance hold myself. I was so excited because episode five, they finally got to the shoes. Yes. Yes, tell me more about the shoes. Go, you go, boy. But I tell you what, Michael Jordan was really, he was very serious. But I think... If I just, if I could have just been there on the team, uh-huh, maybe uh-huh. A, a towel man, sure, maybe some kind of ball man or something. I don't know what you do there. I think it made, I could have made MJ smile. Well, I think the fact that you resemble Jerry Krause in almost every way may have triggered him to be so angry that you would still have the welts from his towel snap on your bottom, on your face. You would look like uh, one of the burglars from Home Alone after the iron uh, smashed their nose. <laughs> I feel like you would be so sad every night. But the cool thing is you can still say you work with Michael Jordan. Well, I would still show up with the ring. Exactly. Right? I'd have six rings <laughs> in all my hands. Be like, just the one MJ, ring that goes around you like a bracelet. They're just making these bigger and bigger, huh? <laughs> MJ, I just got to say, seeing you jump is an inspiration to it, little Polish 36-year-old men. Absolutely. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Side Stories. Ben with Henry. Yeah, the last dance. It is over. If you haven't watched it yet, highly recommend it's it's a good reminder things change, especially when it comes to shoes. Converse were the king. Everyone, Converse Larry Bird, were the king. Magic. Everyone is talking about Converse, and you know what? Michael said, "Nike, get out of here." He wanted Adidas, but sometimes you Adidas. don't know what you want until what you want wants you. And Nike wanted Jordan. That's a really good point, Kissel. That's true because sometimes you don't know what you want until what you want wants you. Sometimes Absolutely. it's got to come back around. Sometimes you have no fucking clue because I don't like Adidas shoes because they fall apart. As far as far as I'm concerned, well, that's my main critique. And I, I'm going to get shit for this too. Wow. I don't know where this is going. We're no, we're completely off topic. Sure, I don't like Yeezys. Well, I don't know about the Yeezy, the Adidas shoe. I am pro Adidas. They make it for the wide foot. Anyway, folks, we have more. Killing to talk about, not just what the Bulls did to the New York Knicks in the 1990s. And I'm still pissed Dissected when I watch them. that documentary footage. I Dissected cheer for the them. Bulls and I cheer for Jordan uh, when they're playing anybody but the Knicks. And then I just say, could you just leave them alone? Leave the Knicks like, alone. 
you can tell what level of emotional candor Michael Jordan's ready to address the the, the camera with by what level of scotch is in his glass. <laughs> because he actually has a hard time. When you're watching Michael Jordan, he yeah. has a hard time like making direct eye contact. He does not like talking about his personal life in no. all of his inner bullshit because that's what he was saying. He wanted he wanted the ball, like he wanted his game to speak for him at all times, which is true. Well, he was a he was fucking he worked hard. Man, that must have been so scary to be at practice with Michael Jordan. Speaking of uh, his personal life, and we'll get to a kind of a cute true crime story here. Actually, right now, a thief broke into somebody's car and accidentally left 100 mini bottles of Crown Royale in the back. That was in Baltimore, which is a gift that the thief gave. And again, you never know what you want until what you want wants you. This thief wanted to break into their car. They didn't steal anything because people don't have CD players and the CD pamphlets any longer. They just left them a hundred bottles of whiskey. And you're totally right, man. MJ loves his whiskey, but you know who else he likes, Henry? Short, dumpier white people because his best friend also looks just like you. That's what's fun. I could be. I'm the good Jerry Krause. I'm the positive Jerry Krause. That's I'm how you the get in. You do. You make fun of Jerry Krause in character. Okay, I'm beginning to see how this works. Hey, MJ, that Jerry, huh? he's kind of fat, huh? Want a cigar? Listen, I got this guy over here. He doesn't remember anything, and all he does is take tall men to good times. You know what I'm saying? He worked on my buddy Kissel, and guess what? My buddy Kissel's he's in jail right now, so <laughs> I guess the times are pretty good. MJ and I would get along famously, but you know what I think? The, the, well, I'd say I, the reason why they got rid of the Crown Royal, and I don't mean to get, I feel like, again, I'm stepping into controversial territory here, Tim. I don't mean to do this so early Wow, into the are you episode. about to discrown? I find Crown Royal to be a bit sweet. It is a bit sweet, Henry. That's why you can make an amazing amount of mixed drinks. I believe you can make the Incredible Hulk with Crown. You can do... See, you don't... For a person who grew up in Queens, you have a very Polish vision of what alcohol should be. I like a hard... I like a hard whiskey. I like a whiskey that's that's got a big boot on. I like a whiskey (laughs) that's got big old pockets in it. Like, that's why I like the Garrison Brothers whiskey. That's why I like my Michter's bourbon. It's kind of... It's not as sweet. I love a Good keep, you know, keeps it low on the fucking keep it low on the palate. I like a sweeter Japanese whiskey mm-hmm. that just mix it up. I agree with that. I have to. I love uh, booze. Step in line here. <laughs> I'm very happy you just shouted that. I love booze. <laughs> Are you getting pulled over by the law? The only whiskey that I have had in recent memory that I thoroughly did not enjoy was Conor McGregor's Proper Twelve. I don't know what happened. I I I just feel like. It is a weak ass whiskey, and I have not had the Metallica whiskey because I refuse I to drink whiskey from a group of people who don't actually consume alcohol, which is good for but them. But then don't get in the business. They put out the blackened from their new whiskey, and then James Hetfield fucking went back to rehab. <laughs> so fucking maybe that shit actually was the opposite. It was such good whiskey, it made him forget about his family, forget about its operations. Forget about his family, forget about his obligations, yep. and just slide into that bottle like a sleeping bag filled with yelling. All right. Well, let's go back to this story. We're going to Canton, I would assume, Ohio for this. Uh, no, Baltimore. I'm sorry. It's Canton, Baltimore. So a woman, she went on her lunch break. This entire break-in occurred during her lunch break. So the <laughs> guy breaks into her car. She says, quote, I don't leave anything of value in there. So luckily nothing was taken. And then they show the picture of the girl 
greatest bag in the history of bags. Who needs money? They put those little dye packs in it that explode into your face so everyone knows you're a felon when you could have a bag full of Crown Royale. Look at all these fun little mini Crown Royales. What a, what a nice thing that demented man did. Yes, absolutely. Like a bizarre Santa Claus. Can't go down the chimney if you're too drunk to climb on top of the building or the house. This is what she said. I called the police to see if there were reports of local liquor stores or something being broken into so I could return them. But the cops said that there wasn't. So I'm thinking, okay, this whole thing is going to conclude with her sitting at her kiddie pool, just getting lit, maybe taking a pee in public, doing whatever she wants to do, barbecuing, having fun. But she ended up just returning the bottles to the what? cops anyway. Why would you do that? That was a gift. That was a gift. That, I don't know. that was a gift that the universe plied onto you because of the the disruption of your privacy. Because yeah. someone went in and like they meddled. Because yeah, they didn't steal anything, but he probably could have taken the fucking the the shifter and put it up his fucking asshole. <laughs> he probably could have licked <laughs> well, the rearview mirrors. Anything to cause his own inner chaos. What do we learn about the guy that lived in that person's house for fucking seven days Ooh. while they were on vacation? Like you know, idea how all it takes is five minutes to come. Yeah, that's so a good if point. If you have 45 minutes, five minutes, you shoot once. God knows where that goes, because then it could turn into what? Maybe I had mayonnaise at the car. Who knows? Maybe it was for my BLT. Right. Who knows? Give him you know, the 20 minutes. You're sitting on your lunch break. You don't know what's happened inside of your car. His balls have re-upped. Right. He shoots again. Could be anywhere. You don't know where the hell it's fucking at. Where it's come could be. Sometimes it's not about what they take. It's what they leave. And I completely agree. If I'm this woman, I'm not checking under my car with my hands not fully covered. There could still be come in this car. We do not know. But you can just imagine being, I'm going to call in this person a vagrant. They obviously have to have some problems. Well, they definitely mentally. didn't mean to leave the bag of a thousand crown royals. I think we're going to talk about a story next week, and I don't know, this is just me putting this out into the world. Man severed head found in Canton, Baltimore. Evidently uh, he didn't deliver a hundred bottles of crown royal <laughs> to the head of a I don't know. The crime of, syndicate. <laughs> the, the crime syndicate. The crime syndicate guy, of Baltimore. You know how it you is. You know this guy got his ass kicked. Where where well, what do you mean, Jimmy? Just, where where where'd where you put they, the yeah, where, where where'd you put the hundred bottles of Crown Royal? You also okay, seem to no, right let now. me just retrace my steps. Let me retrace my steps. Okay. I have my daughter with me this morning. Where is she? <laughs> where does she go? Well, never mind. Okay, so then I broke into a car. I saw the hottest uh, the hottest rearview mirror thing is dangling down. It looked like two square boobies with a bunch of dots on them. You ever <laughs> seen dice. them before? Yeah, those are called That's dice. Hot. That's hot. I had to give it a touch. You masturbated so yeah, on the dice. Me. Thinking you mean that they were square boobs. square-ass boobies, them square-ass cancer boobies. That's that what I like to see them. They got the mold spots on them. Where's the oh, crown, well, Jimmy? Where's the crown? I'm just going to say something's in the way. <laughs> Mm, that's Nirvana. That is Nirvana. That's the only way I can feel. I feel angst. That's where it happened. Now, obviously, I just got got to thinking about how sad Kurt Cobain was about being rich. Yeah. Well, you got 24 hours to make sure we get that crown back, or you're going to be dead. Oh God. Um. You know he could have spent that money on the uh, five hundred dollar. Uh, you no, know, I'm just gonna say no. Let me excuse myself. It is a 283 pound 5G bio shield. What that got sent to me? Yes, it is a 5G bio shield. It's the USB key provides protection for your home and family thanks to the wearable holographic 
nanolayer catalyzer, which can be worn or placed near to a smartphone or any other electrical radiation or EMF emitting device to keep you safe Wait, from 5G you and gotta, the fingers of COVID-19. You got, like, it's like a riot shield? Someone just randomly sent you this? No, it's definitely real. It's a thing that you plug into a USB in your laptop and it admits a look at, you can't see these, you can't see this. I'm going to send this to you in an email, Kissel, so you can see just how impenetrable the holographic bubble is oh, that wow. keeps you from getting in, first of all, because that 5G comes in, the first thing it makes you want to do is suck your own father's fucking dick. Whoa, right? and you I didn't know that do was that. happening. Believe me, I was having crazy dreams when I got my new phone. Really? I was having crazy, awful dreams about having sex with my father. And now that that's over, I'm so happy. I got my bio shield on, but I have a more physical one. It is just a bunch of plastic tarps that I staple together, and I wrap my body in it. And what's also nice about the plastic tarps is I lose a bunch of body, like, water weight. Sure, I'm that's how weight. wrestlers die in high school trying to cut weight or in college. You have to be but very careful. But if you careful. look and see, this is really, I mean, there's, there's I mean, honestly, what a fantastic deal you get it's only 283 dollars or 283 pounds for one or 795 pounds for three for your whole family it's a proprietary holographic nanolayer technology quantum biological shielding technology holy wow. shit protecting your home and family this is at 5gbioshield.com so if you want to just go like do a thing that will like you know your things might be at a fucking a strain right now you might be a bit of a strain at home well this you're could dealing be with it. like you know, who knows if you really want to push it over the edge and you just want to be completely alone during the rest of quarantine, why don't you buy a couple of these? Oh, your partner leaves you in the dam- in a, in a freaking heartbeat. Your kids are going to openly mock you. You're going to be the worst father or or boyfriend or brother of the year. I don't think it's going to shield you from 5G. I think it's going to shield you from familial love. I think that's very possible, but but, if that, you, but honestly, at the same time, familial love is a lot of work. All right, because really you always got to be uh, responsible and show up for your obligations. Uh, I got to make sure everybody's uh, fed. Okay, I got to make sure I all see. the kids have insurance. Uh, but it, this type of fucking holographic shield, because what are you hearing inside that? All I'm hearing is my fucking stained, mm-hmm, right? I got mm-hmm. stained going on inside my 5G bio shield. My family's outside pressed on the outside like a bunch of refugees at the border. Like right. the fences, they're all sitting there waiting. And I hate watching them cry. They're so gross when they cry. Well, but I'm in sad. there just listening to my fucking boy, just thinking about my thinking about just how like stained is the only one who fucking gets me. Well, dude. obviously they're they're on the outside looking in. I, so this I'm is it's a bubble the outside. But I am saying that from my perspective that I'm on the outside of their fucking liberal hypnotism agenda. But you're on the they're inside. The ones locked but in you're in the they're, middle of. But you're in the middle but of I'm this. I'm inside of a bubble. Yeah, but inside my bubble, it's a freedom. Bubble. It's a freedom cage. Freedom that I'm inside of. I see. So it's like freedom through containment. So you're yes. you're free because you're contained within your own bubble. Because I'm free to do whatever I want inside in, my in five bubble. foot holographic proprietary nanotechnology bubble. Well, that's great. I'm very happy that that company saw a need in the market. And of course, when I say the need in the market is just the the problem with the human psyche. And they they found it. They pinpointed it. They found a way to make money off of it. Yeah. People's uncertainty and rage and terror and they found a way to monetize it and honestly good for them good for them i mean it is a scam and you will lose your family if you buy it but good for them good for them hey man when it comes down to it, it's not a scam if i'm smiling that's a good point
Come on! Texas Pete is a sauce and allows you to sauce like you mean it. It's what people gather around, it's generosity in its simplest form, and it's a swagger people have who know what's good. Each Texas Pete hot sauce is packed with bold, balanced flavor. This signature tanginess is what makes it a legendary hot sauce that can be used on just about anything. It's been at the center of dinner table since 1929 and is still heating things up today. You're definitely going to want to try every flavor. The original hot sauce has a famous secret blend of fermented peppers. The hotter hot sauce is three times hotter than the original, and not for the faint of heart. Sabor by Texas Pete adds authentic Mexican flavor, and their dust-dry seasoning matches the flavor of the original hot sauce in a flavorful dry rub. Tell you what, the other day I was having myself a good old refried bean burrito, and I wanted a little bit of kick to my morning, so I got myself some cha Texas Pete sriracha sauce, and I smothered those refried beans and that cheese and them eggs in a whole bunch of cha and it started off my day correct. Texas Pete, sauce like you mean it. Visit texaspeat.com and use the store locator to find Texas Pete products as well as purchase sauces and get recipe inspiration. And use the promo code PODCAST24 for 20% off at texaspeat.com. Last podcast on the left is sponsored by Squarespace. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. Thanks, Squarespace. With Squarespace, it's easy to create a beautiful website all on your own terms. Don't let anybody tell you what to do. This ain't your mama's website platform. It is, actually. It's actually be very easy for your mother to learn. You don't want to miss Fluid Engine. It's a next-generation website design system from Squarespace with reimagined drag-and-drop technology for desktop or mobile. I thought it was just the name of what my blood pressure medication turned me into. Um, I'm peeing. Now, my goals for the year are I have two warehouses filled with horse picks. Now, I know a lot of people, uh, obviously this bit has been done, but the Zendaya Centaur picks are not going anywhere. And I've been trying to get the Judge Reinhold sitting on the Clydesdale line out. Uh, I need these moved, okay? Because I have to move into the storage unit. Let's just say there are problems at home. So I need Squarespace to shoot this through the roof for me this year. And that's why I'm going to go full tilt. And not only are you going to get the Judge Reinhold sitting on the Clydesdale entire series, clothes and non-clothed, what we also are going to offer, and I mean this, we're trying to get into draft rides. I brought this up the other day. We got to start riding other animals but horses. Take pictures of the horses. Photoshop the horses into other celebrities, but stop riding them. Save a horse. Ride a giraffe with Squarespace. Go head to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash left to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Squarespace.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Since right here, what would you do if another extra hour of your day? I mean, well, obviously I'd get some nunchuck training in. Oh, I'd make love to my wife. That takes about nine. That's a full nine minutes of that hour. And then I would probably uh, go to get a donut. And then I'd probably yell at my parents. But a lot of us wish we had more time. The question is time for what? I don't know. 
what works for you. The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. And therapy can help you find out what matters to you so you can do more of it. You know that question? They're like, if you had a billion dollars, what would you do? You know, and like, you know, when I answer it's, of course, I would grind the government to a standstill with my giant machine of my making in secret for many years. But a lot of people get mad at that. And it's really hard to do that in a job interview or like when you're meeting somebody's like your significant other's parents for the first time. So and you might actually want to think of starting therapy. So give BetterHelp a try. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. So learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LastPod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash L-A-S-T-P-O-D. Well, Henry, this week we have nanotechnology. Who cares? I want to talk to you about what's going down in Brazil, my man. There is, uh, this is really, really interesting. There, uh, it seems that Brazil, this is according to the rooster.com. I don't know what else is on the rooster.com. <laughs> who, who fucking knows? They call themselves the rooster. I mean, I'm sorry. Are, I'm, there were I'm other getting... publications that picked it up as well, but let's stick with the always trusted rooster.com. Hey, man, anything that's named after a fucking Alice in Chains song, I'm totally cool with. I don't know why I'm full lithium XM this morning. Um, but this is this is interesting. This was just an aggregate of people's posts on Twitter. That's mostly what I used for used it for. Um, okay. So last Tuesday, this happened right after we recorded. Right. Uh, so the Tuesday night, it. right after, right? Several people in Brazil... I'm going to see the, the town that it's called. Is M-A-G-E with expression. I think Magé. Okay. I'm not quite sure. Mahe, Mahe. It's a beautiful language, Portuguese. <laughs> I just don't. I just don't know it. All right. I don't know anything. It's just. I think I've made this joke before. It's Spanish with a lot of U's and V's in it. It's. It's a very difficult language, but gorgeous. Absolutely. But there's several foot pieces of footage involving uh, lights. Right. So normally we get a lot of these, and I and I love it. I always send your orb footage. Mm-hmm. You know I love to see it no matter what. It always thrills me. I fucking smoke a bowl. And I watch all of them. You send them to side stories, LPOTL at gmail.com. I end up watching most of this shit, especially if it's UFO or ghost involved, because I am looking for proof. I want Absolutely. to fucking see it at all times. Sure. Um, so I watched a lot of this footage. The, the, according to the Rooster, this was just kind of a, they put together, the, the, it started on the uh, late Tuesday, it started late Tuesday evening. Okay. The small village of Magay. Just outside of Rio de Janeiro. A lot of butts there. A lot of butts. Oh, my goodness. Now, they notice a number, residents notice a number of what they called bus-sized, lid-shaped objects flying in formation and at random speeds. Are we still talking now, about butts? <laughs> if they had butts, I think the newspapers would have paid more attention and would have given the coverage more credence. I agree. Now, this was on the rooster.com. This was also in several Reddit posts. It was, and they... Many people went immediately to Twitter. There was one video um, that came out. This is from At Middle of Mayhem. It shows three lights converging, turning into a form of triangle, spinning on its side. Mm -hmm. Super creepy. Not only that, but there was several footage, several pieces of footage of the same phenomena that other people were watching, which was, look like two blue orbs flying 
towards each other and meeting at a point and bouncing back and forth. Now, this this happened a couple times. Now, what I love is a group UFO sighting. It's one of my favorite things on the face of the planet because you have mul- multiple people right. all filming this shit. There are a bunch of people seeing this. There's probably like 10 videos. And then we also have the direct to reaction i guess we have the direct reaction we don't have it three days later where people can be like all right but you also went to the bar for about 18 hours in between this like it happened like it was just like all in real time because this was immediately mage ufo it's m-a-g-e ufo was immediately trending on twitter yes for a hot second people pull out their phones and began filming going to the rooster now they started to see brazilian army helicopters and there's footage of it them starting arriving, and one of them, there's an eyewitness that said that they saw a helicopter chasing one of the lights. Mm. The light went, helicopter came right after it. Then there's a video that is just absolutely wild. At that moment, a resident captured a video of a bright green light erupting from the sky in the area where they, so they saw one of these video, one of these lights mm-hmm. approach the earth very quickly, and then there is a little bit of video, if it hasn't been pulled down, of a giant blue light mm-hmm. covering this neighborhood that looks like something fucking exploded, right? Dude, so there's that's some, so they, they, they were some kind of, They have no fucking clue what, what it was. The next morning, Mage locals woke up to discover that the area had been cordoned off by the 32nd Infantry Battalion of the Brazilian Army. Ooh. Now, what they heard was a, and there is now footage of this of what sounds like massive explosions, gunfire. All of this shit happening in a cordoned area, right? That they said is highly illegal, highly suspicious, highly strange. And they also are saying that the government is shooting down drones that are approaching the area that are civilian drones. Right. They go take a look at it. They're fucking shooting them down with rifles. Damn. They don't know what the people don't know what the hell is going on here. I'd love to hear if we have any boots in the ground in Brazil. I would love to hear it. But it seems like as these videos were going up, they're also being immediately pulled down. Now, this is everybody. Yes. There's so many footage of these like weird little zigzagging lights that happened last night. And now there's footage of these helicopters just circling the area of whatever this whatever this thing as it uh, it fell from the sky. They well, are looking for it. And to me, that's why I wonder, in my mind, if it's a UFO, well, we've seen a lot. If there is a craft of, a, of an origin that we don't know, if it's an actual craft, a lot of times what seems to be, it's if, if, if the stories I've read are true, it's more of a low-key extraction, right? Where they come in, covered 18 wheelers like those are those stories all the time where you see uh, it's cordoned off but it's real quiet and mostly they say something like the key words are like environmental disaster ecological spill like stuff like that they right, kind right. of ways to say that what they're doing but this is strange because it sounds like they are whatever is on the ground they're either blowing up they're blowing it up it sounds Which, like I wonder a, if it, it sounds if like a, a cover up. Yeah. yeah well, this it sounds is a, like it's something. This is according to an article here uh, in Express dot uh, UK. Um, a lot of UFO enthusiasts, they shared Google Maps. They shoot a they shared a link 
on Google Maps. And apparently, as they were doing this, they were being taken down, as Henry said. Um, but Google actually responded. This is a Google spokeswoman, uh, spokesperson. They tried to explain the mysterious phenomenon. They say, in this case, what people are seeing in the imagery is a reflection that is temporarily overloading the satellite sensor. Essentially, the sun reflected off the surface of that building at just the right angle to briefly blind the satellite. This is a pretty common phenomenon known as saturation or blooming. So they're saying I don't know that- if you see the hand motion that I'm making. You see this hand motion? So they're blaming the lost just footage. just jamming, jamming finger. A, uh, I don't know how else they're... On the sun. It's me sucking fucking the devil's cock. Hitting just the saying like... Oh, yes. oh, yeah? Oh, it was a blooming incident well, where a... Oh, a reflection <laughs> downed a... Oh, yeah, yeah. That's, that happens all the time. Oh, yeah. Do you know how many times... Satellites are always just falling to the ground. You know yeah. what? They never make news because they always just, they, they uh, it's so often that when a satellite crashes into a town that like, oh, yeah, uh, what is it? Oh, uh, uh, what is it? Uh, did I, is it, is bread for dinner? Yeah, I you never know. know. Well, Chris Jericho did destroy Matt Hardy's um, drone on WWE, uh, AEW Dynamite, rather, the Wednesday following. So there was something in the air last week when it comes to the destruction of aerial phenomenon. I don't know what the hell happened. It seems as if the Brazilian cops, though, I almost feel like we would have handled it the exact same way. Go shoot it. Well, I think they just got the, the objective to go shoot it. Well, I was re I was watching um there's a new MUFON series on Netflix called Hangar One. Called Hangar One. That is uh, it's interesting. It's about their super secret hangar. Uh, that they have it's not 70, about them being hungry files. and angry. It's not, yeah, I to be honest, the only hangers I've seen around <laughs> a, uh, around a MUFON investigators are the male breasts. Yes. That I notice <laughs> on the bodies. <laughs> More often than not. That's but nice. he, uh, they it, it the MUFON series is really interesting because they, they with the in the when Harry Truman first had UFOs buzzed the White House, which is true, and like there there's a story of a UFO flap over the White House, and Harry Truman's like shoot him down, like as soon as he's like immediately we gotta shoot these new space japs. I don't know well, if I can say H- space Harry, japs. Harry Truman <laughs> notoriously considered to be kind of a weak man, but then. Look what he did. Look what he did with he those two blooming mushrooms the, of ours. That's what he wanted to do. Yes, that's what he did. He brought steakhouse appetizers to Japan. <laughs> and it was not It was not welcome. Not at all. Uh, well, that is awesome. And I'm sure that Henry will be sniffing around that story for I mean, the, the foreseeable they're future. It down. They're shutting it down. They, they talk about it. But I wonder, I would like to... I'm going to do a little bit more research about how seriously Brazil takes its UFOs because it really goes country by country because the UK takes UFOs fairly seriously. They've been fairly transparent, especially because you got like Nick Pope and all those kind of guys. They have mm-hmm. a couple of guys that have, that have come out of the UK government that have said stuff that they've seen and it's stuff that they've worked on. They're fairly transparent. The Japan is fairly transparent. China, surprisingly, is Huh. It's not That's super transparent. No way. It's weird. They said something about how like we got a UFO and it's communist and it loves waiting online for toilet paper. Oh, isn't that nice? Well, we like will, we do. We, we will. make it fun. Everyone loves a good family mystery, especially one with as many twists and turns as June's Journey, a hidden object mystery game with a captivating detective story. 
It takes you back to the glamour of the 1920s with a diverse cast of characters. You'll step into the role of June Parker and search for hidden clues to uncover the mystery of her sister's murder. Use your observation skills to quickly uncover key pieces of information that lead to chapters of mystery, danger, and romance. You're going to get a kiss in there. There's mystery, danger, and romance as you search for hidden objects from the parlors of New York to the sidewalks of Paris. Watch out for those sidewalks. They are covered in urine. And customize your very own luxurious estate island. Think expansive gardens and beautiful buildings. Collect scraps of information to fill your photo album and learn more about each character. And you can chat and play with or against other players by joining a detective club. Oh, how I love the 1920s. Can you crack the case? Download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. June needs your help, detective. Download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. Hey, did you know Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S. with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the U.S.? You can grow lemon, avocado, olive, or fig trees inside your home on top of the wide variety of houseplants available. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. The experts at Fast Growing Trees curate thousands of plants for all climates, locations, and needs. Available 24-7, you can talk to a plant expert about your soil type, landscape design, and how best to take care of your plants. I love fast growing trees because I just moved here to Los Angeles. I got a yard now and I'm doing all the landscaping myself. I love working in my garden. I love planting stuff. I love growing stuff. And the cool thing about fast growing trees that I really like is that they tell you exactly what type of growing zone you're in. I'm in growing zone 10 and they can tell you exactly what type of trees or plants, or whatever you can put out in front of your house. Uh, I'm looking at the Norfolk Island pine tree. I'm looking at putting a little bit of red sister cordyline up in front of my fence. I think that'll the red will really pop nice. And maybe for the backyard, I got an extra planter that I might put a pl- Satsuma plum tree in. And these prices are reasonable. They're reasonable if you've ever been to a nursery. But right now, they have some of the best deals online, like up to half off on select plants. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code LEFT at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at fastgrowingtrees.com using the code LEFT at checkout. Fastgrowingtrees.com, code LEFT. Offers valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. It's sports. Prize picks. Football season may be over, but the action on the floor, oh, it's eaten up. Whether it's tournament season or the fight for playoff home court, there's no shortage of high stakes basketball moments this time of year. Yeah. Toss that rock. Come on, guys. Yeah, pass it around. Get on the excitement with Price Picks, America's number one fantasy sports app where you can turn your hoops knowledge into serious caps. Whether it's hula hoops or earring hoops, you're going to know everything you need to know about sports. You can now win up to 100 times your money on Price Picks with as little as four correct picks. Conference tournaments are here. 
which means the biggest moments in college basketball are getting closer. Basketball. PricePicks even offers injury insurance so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. I sure wish that Bobby Bonilla was still in the game because I would pick him to go all the way. Can you imagine if Bobby Bonilla played basketball? Woo-wee, dog. Then it would be more like baseball, but Bobby Bonilla would still be crushing it in the contract game. Woo! The deadliest game of all. Download the app today and use code LEFT for a first deposit match up to $100. That's code LEFT for a first deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Here. All right. This next story. This is a conversation. Uh, this uh, we are going to go to Omaha, Nebraska. Speaking of steak, a man was arrested one day after he sent an anonymous email. What did he send the email over? Apparently, he killed a sex offender that had been living in his area for 13 years. So now he sent an email to the police to the saying police. I killed somebody. Yes, he's like, I've killed this person. Uh, he was a sex offender, and that's why I killed him. The dude's name is James Fairbanks. He's 43 years young. Although, if you look at a picture of him, he is definitely 43 years old. He killed Matteo <laughs> Condolucci. Uh, he was found dead at his residence, and the cops are like, what the hell is going on? The email... Uh, the subject of the email was, quote, stop predators. That's what he put in the subject. And then it said, I killed Matteo Condolucci Thursday, May 14th. The anonymous sender, which, again, as we learned from BTK, you can never send an email anonymously. It is it's not how it works. It is not how it works. You there have are- to get a burner one. We've gotten a couple recently. I'm going to say hello to the NSA because I received an email from a burner account that showed all of their challenge coins and saying we here at the nsa listen to and so that was nice but they you got to get a burner email that's well, the one where it's got the the wall of data in the beginning and then it deletes itself and of course we talked about this on abe lincoln's top hat but uh, i'm sure henry you're aware of this the fbi can now officially just peruse your search engine searches uh and they can do that without a warrant now because i tell we- you what man you know, it comes down to it. I'm just glad that the, this this plague has not been used as a smokescreen for anything <laughs> nefarious. And there's no way that there's anything happening behind the scenes while we're all scrambling to get eggs. No, there might. There's no way there'll be a documentary coming out 15 years from now um, talking about that. But anyway, so this is according to the emailer in the email. He said, having had my own experience with these type of predators, I know the damage he would do to kids. I've worked with kids for years who have been victimized. And I couldn't in good conscience allow him to be uh, to do it any to do it to anyone else while I had the means to stop him. The email continues. I know in this messed up judicial system, that means I will face far more severe punishment for stopping him than he did for raping kids. So this is a intense story. The guy lived Condolucci. That's the that's the uh, that is the convicted sex offender. He had lived in the area for 13 years. This is my question to you, Henry. Is it appropriate? Because some it's very broad sometimes when it comes to getting well, on these registries. When is it I was, appropriate well, I to keep to, these people on their list? Because some people call it a hit list. I listened to a podcast uh, called Conviction. That's about the satanic panic, mm. right? That I was like, been about the rash of children uh, talking about uh, you know, basically accusing their parents of being part of satanic cults and about the rush to, to get as many of these people as possible. And several of the parents 
that were involved, falsely accused of molesting their children by their own children, by that were completely brainwashed by the police. Right. right. They were essentially like given forced confessions to the police. The police then use it to to flip these to, to flip against the parents. And as they were getting because there was no evidence, they needed to get them on pleas, and they needed to get them to go and convince, like to basically say that, that they are guilty. Well, it's a Ponzi so scheme a guy, in in a way. It's a judicial Ponzi scheme, much like we did with Salem. Give me. You give me two witches and you're going to be off the hook. It's That's ridiculous. The idea. Yes. But they, because of the way our judicial system, our judicial system Their works, judicial. I do the judicial system is that they need, they like confessions, especially if they don't have hard evidence. And so there is one of these fathers talked about how he had to take a plea deal where they were going to give him 900 years. The first plea deal was for 900 years. And he said, no, I didn't do anything. And they finally said the very end of it, they're like, all right, you can leave today if you plead guilty and you go on the sex offender list. Right. You can leave. And he just said yes. And so now- he is on the sex offender list because he was pigeonholed into a crime that he did not commit. Right. And he had to confess to because, mm-hmm. the, every, because the world had gone mad for a period of time, especially in SoCal when this, where this was fucking white hot. And so right. he's on the sex offender list. So my question is, is did the guy kill somebody like that or did he kill somebody who probably should be hit by their car? Like somebody that who's like, well, who's like a full-on child molester, one of these priests that's been like bumped from district to district to district because some of those guys I'd love to choke to death with the pillow. Apparently, Condolucci was guilty. That is my understanding in this situation. What according kind of according was he? to the uh, I don't know, they didn't put it that de- they didn't put that in the story. But I it would assume it's something level, horrible. And that's obvious, the thing. Are we getting up to the tonsils or is this just an outside enough, the pants? Well, there's enough going on. There's enough going on to, to have him found guilty. So How this, do we know? Do we have a black light in there? We don't have children? a black light. No, this happened 13 years ago. And then, I don't problem. even know. If, well, black lights were definitely around 13 years ago. They were actually yeah, the peak technology. But okay. It's, Black lights is what led to Led Zeppelin, Kissel. Let's assume that Condolucci was guilty because, well, first of all, he was. He pleaded guilty, served time. But this is according to Fairbanks' wife or ex-wife. She said, Jim Jim called me to tell me what happened and that he was turning himself in. He just wanted to make clear that I would, you know, take care of the kids. He is a very loving and dedicated father. He usually has good judgment, according to him. He said he drove by and he saw um, the the victim, the victim and the perpetrator. But of course, the victim of the homicide in this case, he said that he saw him staring at a group of kids and then he got triggered being like, hey, I know he's going to do those kids. Was he licking his and lips? Then, Did he then, have like a big fork and a big knife and a fucking like if he was like a on? wolf? I'm not sure if he was an animated wolf was he going with his like, tongue unfurling like it's a red carpet like- ready to go to the Emmys. Was it a kid just coming like, hey, wait a second, is that a mustache getting and growing in? Get the hell out of here. Like, was he doing that? I mean, how do you know that he was sizing him up? Maybe, I mean, you know, was he just a baseball coach in the, his first life? And was he scouting? Well, Fairbanks, he might know what he's talking about here. He did work in the correction system, and he did work a lot with sex offenders, obviously, you know, helping the kids. So he was, it seems as if 
this he man, was traumatized. Fairbanks has like. PTSD, and I have yes. PTSD mildly as well. Working with just the molested kids that we worked with uh, when I was growing up, I, I shook hands with a pedophile once, and I still get skeeved out by it. I didn't know he was until afterwards, and I would be like, "Could have used that information because I'm twelve. Tell when someone when someone grips your hand like they when you're a little boy, weird, they grip dude. your hand like they are the Queen of England. They're a pedophile. Yeah, it was when it they do was a weird. curtsy when they go, "Nice to meet you." That's how you know that they're a pedophile. <laughs> Well, even but scarier, I, this guy looked like he worked at a lumber yard. He was like this huge hulking guy with a oh with God. a goatee. Oh I don't God. know. I don't yeah, just say I don't have him? any creative players that look like him. That that facial no. uh, oh. looks, it's disgusting. How did they kill him? Well, he shot him. Oh, all right. I he, thought it was like going to be worse. I thought no, he was going to do just, like the saw. He, he ended stand. the problem. He just shot him. That's my understanding here. Um, and so. Yeah, he sent the email. He confessed. Now he's going to obviously go and most likely be convicted of of murder. In my mind, I remember there was that one story. Do you remember the it was like a fairly famous story of a guy whose father whose son was violently molested and then he waited for the guy that like the perpetrator, the guy that they, I mean like it seemed to be fairly on the nose that he had done he had molested his son and they were transferring him and he waited for him to be transferred and then he shot the dude in the head right and he killed him it's like a a a famous video that you could see now what happened with that guy so this was in 1984 okay right he local headlines reported his sexual molestation and kidnapping by his karate coach and then his father is a man named jody plowsh it was his father who killed him he shot his accused abuser in front of tv cameras and it became national news damn plowsh actually wrote a book in wow in 2019 this was not that long ago called why gary why oh my god it's such a fucking haunting title it's a a haunting title it's a detailed account of the events from 35 years ago oh oh my god the title references what a law enforcement officer said when his father gary plouch gunned down jeff Doucet in baton rouge right because they were trying to stop him right um i'm going to see let me see if he went to jail hold on one second gary because now i have his name yeah and if you are a lawyer Please let us know side stories lpotl at gmail.com. Is there some mitigating factor for this case uh, in the case of um, Fairbanks? Yeah, he got he was initially charged with second degree murder. He agreed to a plea bargain in which he pleaded no contest to manslaughter. He was sentenced to seven years suspended with five years probation and 300 hours community service. Wow. Okay, they slap on the really, wrist. They kind of gave him a slap on the wrist, well, but it depends on how much. I think it's just how much evidence that they got on the molester. Because for me, if someone touched Wendy, right? If someone was That's trying to finger bang Wendy, right? Right? Someone come and molest, right? Let's say it's her groomer, which is even in the title of the job, which is very scary. <laughs> right. I c- could see myself systematically like hunting that person. But in my mind, I believe it's more important to financially or personally ruin someone versus murder them. Well, sure. I think it's better to booby trap their house or do something where you get some bullshit on them, hire somebody to dox them, do all of that shit, make their life a living hell that they am for their forever enemy. I think that's more satisfying. But at the same time, 13 years this guy has been out and it seems as if as we were talking about with Fairbanks, again, that's the man who who shot this person. 
it seems like he has been going through the ringer and dealing with a lot of kids who are troubled. He had just gotten a job. He was recently working at the Omaha public school system. This is according to a good friend of his. Uh, She says, I have no doubt at, I have no doubt that Jim, like all parents was disgusted with that man's actions and wished justice. Again, I want it to be known that Jim is a protector who cared for some of the most vulnerable and victimized children. So that's why, this kind I mean, obviously, literally, I got sent this story and the subject was hero of the week, question mark, <laughs> because it's an interesting, I don't know. It's, I mean, problem, I, you cannot kill people, but I can I see where this guy is, was so triggered and traumatized, damaged. you know? He's fucked up. I think he's fucked up. I think it, I, I, I totally agree with the idea of, of the parents killing the child molesters. Right. I, I'm more into that. Sure. Or if you don't have a personal line, I think it's way, it's a little bit more difficult. I actually well, think that you get way more out of just fucking crippling him by hitting him with his car or fucking beating the shit out of him. And again, hounding him, making a fucking forever game. Well, I don't know. I think it's more satisfying to like catch and release. Yeah. Catch and release. You can't do it. It would take, you know, it's funny. We don't think about this. Obviously, you don't think about how would I react if there was a pedophile in my neighborhood that we all know is there. I happen to work with traumatized kids. You have to see that person all the time. You have to walk by like I just would sign him up for every single magazine. 13 years. Yeah, just just 13 years of just knowing they're alive. And then your understanding of how horrible this abuse is and how it ruins these children's lives, how much work they have to overcome. They can live productive lives, but it's so much work for them. It's just, it sucks. I, well, I, I just, my, I I'm also one of those. So I, I believe if you're a pedophile, maybe this is, <laughs> this is super hot take zone. I think that they should be chemically castrated if they want to move back to society. I think you need to take the penis away from them because I don't think it's going, I think it's going to be hard (laughs) opposite. I think it's going to, I think that it will be difficult for them to transition to a normal life where they are not. If your base sexuality is so adverse to whatever's going on, unless I don't know what therapy is out there to help these people. I know Eddie has Ed Larson from brighter side. He dealt with a couple of what they said, non-practicing pedophiles, which just sounds like, the, it sounds like a guy's, you know, it's the problem with somebody who has 50 assault rifles where it just gets to a point where it's like, I know you're a fan of these guns, but right. at some point you're looking at them and you need one of those guns going like, hey, don't you just want to kill the pizza guy? And you're like, <laughs> you know what, Mr. Rifle, sometimes uh, I do. Well, there's no need to have 50. You can only use one at a time. Maybe two. If you could use it in either hands, but you got to build up. You got to do you like curls. That's right. I know it's, but like, everyone's like, oh, I'm like Arnold. I'm like Stallone. It's like, no, they're actually kind of heavy and they're very tough to aim like that. And probably you're, we're a one gun people. Um, yes. But on top of that, I also a few, uh, many, many, well, just a couple of months ago, I interviewed a therapist for non-offending pedophiles. And again, if you do not offend, uh, and you're getting help. That's that's what we have to do. Keep things out in the open and uh, but try what are you to protect do? You're going to go and fucking get lunch with these people. You can't go with them to a Chuck E. Cheese. You can't go with them to the Red Lobster. You can't go with them to a Chili's or an Applebee's because those are just I mean, honestly, that's like a fucking pedophile nest. I don't even want to think about Applebee's right now. I'm putting it out of my mind to pretend as if I don't want to go there because 
You know, they got cheap margaritas and big Bud Lights and their appetizers are but so Kissel, I would say that this is, you can take this as an opportunity, and I know you won't, but I have. <laughs> this is a way to learn how to perfect your own personal margarita recipe. Uh-huh. And you can go, because that's what we want to do. We're going to start doing it, like, start making, making Rita Saturdays. Or okay. I just sit out on the stoop because LA's starting to relax their public drinking laws. Yes. Like I, New York. That we're is starting one to be the, able to drink on the street. That is one of the unintended benefits. Uh, yes, indeed. And um, I can't wait to get that wonton taco one of these days. Yeah, we'll but those wonton tacos is also just the name that a lot of these pedophiles have for their main <laughs> girlfriends. All right. Well, let's just quickly do this one story. Henry mentioned, uh, I believe you mentioned cars. I believe you mentioned hit and runs. There's a this tw- is crazy. There's a 29-year-old dude. His name is Lawrence Paul Mills III, which is like... You're not going to be. Well, they went a little overboard with Lawrence Paul Mills the third. Okay, he definitely sounds like somebody who ran for president in the nineteen in eighteen eighty four. And if you, but w- he's not. No, he's not. Also, I had a great conversation with Vermin Supreme. So check that out on top at Vermin is like, dude, he is the best. Anyway, I, he sounds hilarious. So, I love his outfits. The, this dude, he's uh, he killed a woman. This dude's thirty two years old. He killed a pregnant woman in a hit and run. And you're like, all right, well, that sucks. Um, what is like that's that should if that was the story we would be covering it apparently this is the third hit and run this dude has had so now the question is is this man the first serial killer that has used his vehicle as his main weapon he is i mean it is highly interesting this comes from jalopnik.com which is (laughs) i believe it is a car i'm looking this up this is a car blog like a technology <laughs> and driving blog that somehow this happened it's filed under car crime this is written by aaron marquis it's called the, this might be the first serial killer to use a car as a murder weapon a man charged in three hit and runs in michigan might just be the first serial killer to use his car as a weapon lawrence paul mills he was charged in another Hit and, attack, hit and run attack on four Detroit women. But it turns out what he was doing, investigating determined, this is according to uh, Chief James Craig um, for Click on Detroit. Investigation determined that he would approach his victims for paid sexual encounters. So he was, oh, these are all sex workers. Interesting. Okay. He'd, he'd engage, in the sexual, engage in the sexual act inside his vehicle and follow the act. After the victims would leave the vehicle and they were on and following the act after the victims would leave the vehicle and they were on foot, he would then use his vehicle as a weapon, striking the victims in each of the four and possibly fifth case. And they believe he then would take his money back, which is how I spent afternoons when I was a fucking I forget when GTA first came out. But that was like what in the video game world. Yes, this is how you spend the afternoons in Grand Theft Auto. So you think that he was. Is this the only time that we would ever have to concede a point when it comes to video games causing real life violence? I mean, it it definitely I don't know if it gave him the idea, but it definitely put it out into the zeitgeist. Well, this is according to Kim Worthy. That's the prosecutor. Uh, They're still saying, so we're getting some conflicting information. Is this the fourth case, the third case? But the case that they're charging with him now is the third case. So they say this is the third case where we have where we have charged this defendant. The alleged conduct of Mr. Mills is deeply concerning. I applaud Detroit Police Department investigators for the excellent work and staying on the course uh, for since two. 2017. So this dude has been active for three years. He has potentially a body count of five. It seems like the MO is similar to a lot of serial killers where he's attacking sex workers. 
technically he is a serial killer because he just got over the lip in terms of victims and then victim numbers. And then this it's highly interesting because he is dehumanizing the process entirely by hitting people with his car. So it is like it's closer to a son of Sam than a Ted Bundy, where Mm. he has a weapon between him and his victims. Right. And it might just straight up be about very similar to Peter Sutcliffe, who we just covered, mm-hmm. the Yorkshire Ripper, about the this concept of a, there's something enraging about spending the money. There's something about this idea that I spent money to have sex, right. and for some reason it makes you lesser than, which is like, no, it's, that, it's just you went to a sex worker and they did their job. You paid someone to do their job. Absolutely. It's like going to a bar and a bartender or like it's anybody. It's like it's technically like a dentist or like real dentists, which we've talked about in the first place, how often they fucking probably they touch do your not, balls when you're asleep. 99% of dentists, just, they just work on your mouth. They don't unzip and do, they don't unzip the teeth of your zipper um, to uh, to do anything bad with not you. Not all of but them. You talk with a, uh, you talk to a stripper, for example, they will tell you, there, there is no greater indicator that someone is up their own ass than when they are amazed that they have to pay $20 for a lap dance or $50. Like, Why do you it's think like, they're yeah, doing dude, this? What do you like? You are not a handsome. You are you're you are the prey. They, they are not the prey. You are. You give them money and shut the fuck up and say thank you. You showed up to, with in sweatpants to a bar. So it gets get faster to your dick. You think she's Ugh. gonna be all over you in real life? She was over you all over you outside of the bar. She's gonna just steal from you. Can you imagine? <laughs> it's like it's like asking someone who works at Arby's to like make you a dinner when they're off their shift. Make make me a roast beef off your shift. It's like no, I'm at work. You are you are nothing. Yeah, to I me. don't have you access money. to my to my liquid roast beef that I have to boil and then shake. I don't know what's going on with my brand, bro, but I saw an Arby's commercial the other day and I was like, damn, man, that big, that roast beef looks good. I also had two pounds of cream cheese this weekend, dude. That's not good, man. It's not good for your inners, man. You know what you do? This is what I'm saying. Every time I eat something bad. When I eat, you want to eat something bad? You flog yourself and say, Daddy I know, I did just, something wrong. I get a pile of salad, too. I get a lot so of you salad, more. make my so own salad dressing. So your punishment is eating more? You were like every but, but Midwest mom who goes through the chicken Caesar salad phase? The salad. I, you don't you ever mock a chicken Caesar salad. <laughs> it's worse salad, for you than a burger. It, what it does is it gives something for your guts to churn up. Of all the leaves. <laughs> Another great Dr. Corder from the Look two, at me, man. The two you guys guys you know I'm, I'm in my best. underwear. I'm literally in my underwear sitting at my table. I should probably not be like this because it's, Jackie's going to end up sitting in this, just in a pool of my grossness. Well, you guys um, shared the same womb, so there's nothing oh, new yeah. there. Yeah, just hanging on to my mom's bush hairs saying, let me get back in there, mommy. Uh-huh. I actually um, came out fairly fast. I was a preemie. Yes, yes. Of course, you couldn't grip anything or suck your mom's nipple. I'm so amazed that you were able to live, live actually, by yep. all by all animal standards, you should have been left to die. She fed me on hamburger meat, and I learned to suck nipples later on as a man. Mm-hmm. Sure you did. <laughs> well, do you have another tale, or is it time for Hero uh, of the Week? Speaking of sucking nipples, yeah, this is a good one. This comes from CBS 46. Do you know, again, people get lonely during this time period. Sure. It's hard to make connections, you know, and you think like, oh, like, what do I have to do to touch somebody? What do I got to do? Right. Sometimes the only thing to do when you're lonely, make a trip to the morgue. <laughs> what? 
Macon man busted for necrophilia in public. And this comes from Colin Van Buskirk, who is just so excited <laughs> for their route on the newspaper. I'm certain that they love that this was this fell on their table. Yes. Um, so this comes from this according to him. Uh, so this is definitely one that you should probably. Uh, some things have to be seen to be to believe, according to this author. Well, I don't um, need this to is see definitely, it. I believe yeah, it happens. That's what this says. This one you should definitely just stick to reading. Yeah, I think it's very funny. Sure. Now this was early in the morning, Sunday morning. This Sunday morning, Bibb County Sheriff's deputies responded to a complaint regarding two people having sex on the front steps of a Daybreak Day Resource Center on the hundred block of Walnut Street in Macon. Okay. Now I'm certain they're like. Well, you're supposed to be quarantining. <laughs> right. Hopefully they got masks on, you yep. know, and that shit. Deputies arrived. They found out that it was a legitimate call. There were two people. They were having <laughs> sex. Deputies said, hey, come on, move along, hey, what are we doing, hey? You know what I mean? The deputies broke the two up. They uh-huh. asked the male to get dressed. I guess he got fully fucking naked to do this in the middle of the morning. Really? That's, that's actually kind dressing. of interesting. You would think this guy would be, uh, to go back to Peter Sutcliffe, you would think he would have, you know, some kind of apparatus where he could pull him up quick and scamper think, on out of there. Do you think that he'd do this in the privacy of his own home? Yeah, I guess well, it's tough to get a corpse in there, but... The man was dressing. I actually think it's more difficult to get, do this outside than do it outside. Uh, While the man was dressing, it was discovered that the female was unresponsive. They called the EMTs. I don't know why. And they determined that the female, they, she had been dead for some time. That's the official quote. What I love is when they said that she had been dead for some time. What that means, in my mind, is that half her face was fucking gone. Yeah. They arrested. He's 55 years old. Kenny Whitehead. They charged him <laughs> with necrophilia. They did not. There is no bail for some reason. An autopsy will be performed to turn the cause of death of the person. And the only way to describe the mugshot of, of Kenny Whitehead is that he looks surprised. <laughs> And he looks like well, it's more like a, uh-oh. If, if you're, if you're having sex with a corpse in broad daylight, uh, I don't think you should be that surprised. He looks like, yeah, man, I mean, it's an African-American fella. He's in Bibb County. Uh, I got caught in the moment. Yeah, you she never. She was looking all flirty, sitting there all dead. Oh, and so my. I just couldn't help myself. I blame the woman. So does do we know who this poor woman is? Obviously, her family is going to be quite upset about I this. I don't know, but I'm going to be really upset if it turns out to be Betty White. That would be very sad. She's that's still not alive. Don't even, this, don't even don't even say what I'm it. Saying. If that's how we find out that Betty White is dead, what if we <laughs> what if we find out that's how we find out that she's dead? Because oh. that fucking Danny DeVito has been fucking her corpse behind a dumpster and somewhere in Beverly Hills. Well, Danny would never do that. If, he as, would not. As soon as Betty White, I'm not going to say the words, Betty White and Willie Nelson, if they do end up dying, then I will believe death is real. But until those two people have met their maker, then I think we still have a chance at eternal life. I mean, they, she is still alive and she is, they are keeping her fucking working. I, I don't know why she's got to keep I working. Watch, speaking of Shark Tank. I was watching Shark Tank, and one person did have a uh, company that he was trying to pitch. It's called Rent-A-Grandma. It's called Rent-A-Granny. It's true. And at some point, I do think the manager of Betty White, we got to make sure she wants to work. I think we need to make sure she wants to work. It was like (laughs) when we were in Sydney, in Australia, I remember that that the 
the hotel restaurant they were staying at had this fun thing called bring an old person to a spaghetti dinner for free <laughs> thing that they were doing, which so, is just like, that's fine and all. I think it's very sweet. Yeah, if but, you have a Nana that you want to bring out and she can eat for free, <laughs> spaghetti for free. But if we're just grabbing free ass old people on the ground just it. to get free spaghetti, like if we're just kidnapping Ooh, elderly man, people. It's literally Ben Stiller's character in Happy Gilmore. You, it, you cannot put oh, the old people to, to work. No, we can't. It's just like, well, your back's going to hurt because you just pulled on duty. Like, very, oh, very man. fast. Well, obviously, um, not all old people are good. Just briefly, there is a woman. If you live in Nebraska and uh, if you're gay, you got a lawsuit filed against you. There is a psychotic woman who is suing yes. every homosexual. It literally, the name of the lawsuit is Driscoll v. Homosexuals. I cannot <laughs> believe this is real. Sylvia Ann Driscoll, 66. <laughs> she, it's a seven-page, neatly handwritten petition uh the suit doesn't cite any case law but um she doesn't uh, she's not happy with she says it, it's it's the plaintiffs are god and his son jesus christ she's suing all homosexuals oh for religious and moral it's laws it's gonna so. be difficult she's gonna spend a lot of time in court yeah i think for, i feel uh, like that's gonna be a long trial but you know what maybe that's good for her just stay in court and out of walmart maybe that's the best spot for you I think that he, yeah, I think, uh, oh my God, I think she's going to get hit by a car. I think it's uh, whatever happens to her, I will be fine with knowing that she is no longer with us. Yes, I think I'm fine. I am fine with that. Uh, I want to give a quick shout out before you do here of the week. There's an excellent New York Times article called Quarantining with a Ghost. It's scary, written by Molly Fitzpatrick. They're very funny. Uh, Talking about the rise in quarantine, ghost sightings, and rise in paranormal activity during quarantine. And they quote my my buddy, John Tenney, the paranormal expert who is just fucking hilarious. And basically he says, yes, he went from getting like a couple of months to getting five to ten calls a week Woo! saying ghosts are, ghosts are coming up people's ears. Mostly he's saying... I'm going to say this has to do with a heightened paranoia due to COVID-19. We actually saw a spike of ghost activity during Y2K, which I thought was really interesting. Yeah. Where people calling and saying they're having ghost activity. But mostly he's like, you're just hearing noises you normally don't hear because you're normally not at home. You're at work. What about the alcohol and weed uh, uptick? Because I know the booze industry and the weed industry is doing pretty Make well during all this. Oh, I yeah, do buddy. wonder if people are just... Hammered at two o'clock in the morning, you do start to hear things that you previously hadn't heard. So. You see, I just get ideas for what I want the the for the future humankind. Yeah, what was the most recent idea that you were spitballing around in your head, staring at your dog? I was talking about this yesterday. I really like the. I, I have an idea for. I have some programming ideas. Mm-hmm. I have some programming ideas. Um, I really love our drunk mystic idea that we came up with the other day. Sure. Where we do, we are, we get psychics and we get drunk and we <laughs> yeah. say that it makes us more psychic. Yeah. And we start like calling people and telling them shit that the grandmas are telling us. Yeah, yeah, Which yeah. It's going to probably be stuff like, send more nudes. Yeah. I mean, obviously drunk psychic, that is a hell of an idea. And I think it would be great for the American people. We need more drunk psychics on the clock because, you know, unfortunately, all psychics are indeed drunks because you got to turn off the third eye. You got to shut off the fucking psychic. That's not true. Some psychics are not. Some psychics that because the truth does impede your ability to do it. Same thing with weed. All right. All right. Well, let's do Hero of the Week. 
This week's Hero of the Week, we're going all the way to the liberated people of South Korea. A South Korea football club. Oh, my God. So they had to apologize, as everyone always has to apologize these days. But what did they do wrong? What did they do wrong? The stands are not filled with people. So they said, we have a solution. We're going to fill the stands with socially distanced, mask-wearing sex dolls. Yes, they still kept social distancing. And yes, they kept, they put masks on these sex dolls. Now, my question is, was anybody (laughs) fucking these dolls or they just became spectators? They were just spectators enjoying the game. They were even holding up signs. Um, And the football club, they were doing, they were, I mean, obviously they weren't chanting or anything, but the fan, I'm sure they, I'm sure the players really enjoyed it. People said, oh, it would have been fine if it was mannequins, but they didn't like that it was adult sex dolls, both men and women. Um, This is one fan who wrote on Instagram, honestly, if you saw the mannequins, you should have thought they were strange. Others were incredulous that the club (laughs) would do this. This is according to one woman. uh, Another fan wrote on Instagram, the female mannequin dressed in white short sleeve t-shirt, the breast excessively stood out. (laughs) The breast excessively stood out. Uh, And that must have really inspired the teams, right? I don't know. but And the nipples, she says, were protruding. Can you believe That's that? That's incredible. But if you didn't know that they were an adult, but you didn't know they were an adult product, you are kidding me. So apparently a lot of people are upset. They issued an apology. Uh, this is according to the comp or uh, according to the football club. They say, and again, that would be soccer uh, regarding the cheer mannequins that were installed during the game and the seven cheer mannequins. <laughs> <laughs> we sincerely apologize for causing deep concern to our fans. Oh, I, whatever, come man. On. Come on. You want to see them nipples. Absol- you want to see it's the whole point. I would prefer if the entire audience always was wearing sheer shirts. Absolutely. All, all people want to see is nipples. You don't think that those footballers don't want to see nipples? They're forced to be home with their wives. They're used to getting strange all over the world. Well, that's possible. They are a very attractive uh, group of athletes. They run about a marathon a game, they say. So anyway, Whoa. this football club, yes, they had to apologize. And yes, we won't see these sex dolls uh, anymore pretending to be uproarious fans. But you, South Korean football club team in FC Seoul, you are this week's Hero of the Week for creativity, seeing a sex doll and realizing they're more than just a sex doll. They can also be a fan. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, they like football and sex. And sex. And isn't that woke? Isn't that something? Now all of a sudden these sex dolls, yes, they're going to want more rights. Yes, they're going to want to go to the store with you. Start bringing them. Start bringing them. If you're honestly, if you're deciding to really like be with a sex doll, you have to commit. Absolutely. And it's more about are you willing to commit? Absolutely. Because it's difficult because you have to give up a lot because it's not you're not going to be eating for just one anymore. You're going to be eating for one and pretend eating for two in the saddest, most broken way possible where you're just folding food into the, into this well, this plastic doll I, and it comes it falls on her pussy. No, no. I've seen, you know, they are giving them digestive tracts now. No, I've seen that. So the cum has a place to go. I love science. <laughs> yes, or, or I food. really, you know, I love science. Um, but this is this is incredible. I I do eventually next week be able to get into the story of the man who's had sex with a thousand cars, with a thousand so, calls, thousand cars, a thousand. He had sex with a thousand cars. Yes. Oh my God. Yeah, we have to do that next week. All right. Let me. All right. Let me tell. This is a little bit of a story. We got a couple. The emails. Oh, number one email that I wanted to go through. This is fun as hell. 
Do you remember last week how we covered the story of the guy who jumped on to the wine truck? Yes, and, and he was able to guzzle quite a bit of wine. We have a couple, we have people that work for that company, and I got some pictures of it that listen to the show. I just want to give big ups. Yay! Big shout out to Cherokee Freight Lines. Thank you for listening to the show. And we hear, I don't want to hear it, so we have a little bit more details about this guy. All right. So, hello. I've been an employee at the company Cherokee Freight Lines for many years now, and I was able to watch all of the security footage from the various cameras we have on our trucks and trailers. Okay. It is one of the funniest things <laughs> I have ever seen. Awesome. And we've had some insane incidents over the 50-plus years as a business. This man, this is, remember, this is the guy who stole wine from a moving wine truck. It is right? still hard to explain how he did it. So th- this is how we did it. The man managed to get our driver to pull over by pulling in front and as slow as po- driving as slow as slow as possible in front of the truck. Okay. My way, my psychological warfare on the road. That's what I use. When both vehicles were stopped, the man opened his trunk, and our driver, not knowing what he had in there, he started backing up. That's when the crazy man ran to the back of the truck and saw and jumped. And held onto the ladder going full freeway speeds for miles, leaving his car just open in the middle what? of the highway, right? So the truck pulled off to get away from him, didn't quite see that he had jumped onto oh the back of it. Oh my God. So he got on top of the truck, he rode it like a bull, sometimes with only one hand, clearly having the best day of his life. Oh my What was God. left out of the news footage was the man cupping the wine into his hands and bathing his entire body with it very much like he was soaping himself up in a shower like a like cartoon with the armpits like a, like yes. a cartoon yeah. drunk in a tub to try to sober up <laughs> this went on so long that we had to fast forward the video next he proceeded to scoop up the wine from the side of the road and throw it into the dirt along the freeway also for several minutes at the end of the ordeal it's California Highway Patrol pulled up to arrest him. You could see the man jumping up and down, waving and giving a thumbs up to our driver as if saying, thank you for everything. But if you see, it's not, it wasn't wine. It was like wine concentrate. Oh, like it was this thing that they sell. So he was completely stained red and purple and they've got pictures of his of the handprints that he took on the side of the tank that is just fucking incredible (laughs) i love that shit man oh my god well i'm happy nobody died i mean as far as all of the crimes that we cover that is the most lighthearted one we've had in a while it's one for a while i mean god knows what else he did with his life well you know this comes from this is i'm gonna just say this story now there's a lot of coverage of this type of creature. And I'm going to read this, and then I'm going to do follow-up research afterwards and talk a little bit more about it next week. Okay. Now, this was a this is fairly common. I've heard about this. If you're a Coast to Coast listener, you've heard about this activity. If you've known anything about the black-eyed kids, like this is in the same wheelhouse. This is one of those characters from that world. I've been visited by an entity since I was young. Pretty soon after getting my own bedroom, he began to appear. In the middle of the night, I would suddenly and completely wake up. I would go from a deep sleep to wide awake in an instant. There was never any reason for it. No sound, no Southern California earthquakes, no identifiable disruption that could have woken me. It It would take a minute for my eyes to adjust to the darkness. The shadows becoming more and more clear until I could make out the familiar shapes of my furniture and decorations. 
but then I would be compelled to look at him, the figure in the doorway. In the moment, I didn't feel fear, but I had to look at him. And I had to stare at him until I fell back asleep. I don't know why I couldn't fight this urge, but it was undeniable. He is tall, with a black trench coat, and always wears a hat. Sometimes it's a fedora, sometimes it's a top hat. He is tall enough that he has to lean forward to keep his hat from pressing into the ceiling. When I would awake to see him, he would always stand and watch me intently. His face was featureless and shrouded in shadow, but I had the distinct feeling that he knew I was awake and knew that my eyes were locked with his gaze. I kept perfectly still because I felt if I moved, he would be compelled to harm me. I could never keep track of how much time would pass, but eventually, I'd fall back to sleep. I would remember his visits immediately upon waking up, and sometimes throughout the next day or week, I would recall, and I'd just feel terror. And that whatever this entity was, it was surely evil. Mm. For many years, I shrugged it off as a simple episode of sleep paralysis. I have, I have been plagued by this my entire life, waking up to my bedroom covered in spiders, seeing a dark, angry creature perch on my chest, or finding myself in an alien facility. However, the hat man was the only visitor who remained consistent throughout my entire childhood and into high school. Then I met the woman who I eventually married. See, guys, it gets better. Look at that. One day, the topic of sleep paralysis came up. I told her casually about the dark figure I would see growing up. Her face drained of color, and she told me to describe him. I recounted his tall weight, his tall height, dark cloak, and ever-present hat. She told me she had seen him, too. In fact, she, he was a regular nocturnal visitor during her childhood as well. Whoa! She remembered telling her mother that the man she could only see at night, only to be laughed at and asked if Dick Tracy came to stare at her at night. Oh, no, come Mom. on. No, and it, guess what? If it was Warren Beatty... There's there is a problem. There needs to be an investigation. It sounds like Tyrant from Resident Evil 2 or, or Mr. X, they also call him. Interesting. The visits she experienced were very similar to mine. He would stand in the doorway to her room and stare at her, and she was too compelled to look at him and remain motionless. Being huge fans of the show and therefore of the supernatural, we often talk about these kinds of things. During one such conversation, her sister brought up that she would see the same figure at night as a child as well. She described all of his defining features with no prompting for us that matched our experiences exactly. The hat man is a worldwide phenomenon. And that's where if you do, I'm going to start looking at him. So this, this is very, very interesting. And they are seeing a lot of people. It's, it seems to be attracted to emotional turmoil. Oh, interesting. Well, then we should all have the hat man in our homes 24 seven. But if you had any experience with the black hat man, please send it to me. Cause I'd love to hear of it. Cause it reminds me during time when we were doing our men in black episodes, when I saw the plaid man that also turned out to be some for the flannel man, which turned out to be some sort of one of these entities. And I'm highly interested in stuff that flip flops around like that. All right. Thank you all so much for sending in your emails. Side stories, LPOTL at gmail.com. And thank you so much for your support. When it comes to buying the merch, you guys have been incredible. Um, thank you so much. I hope you're enjoying it. We're going to continue to stock up the store so you can go to lastpodcastmerch.com to get, get as Jeff much merch as you mangos. need. Jeff the Talking Mongoose, you got to get that limited edition shirt coming out. It's going to end June 4th. You're also going to want to check out. We're going to have some page seven merch. 
yeah. coming your way. And have all this kind of stuff. So please check it out. Lastpodcastmerch.com. 6.66% of all sales goes to one fair wage. Uh, we're going to do that for a little bit longer That's while the, we are still the rebuilding. Until the end of this month. So if, yep. you're, if you're on the fence about buying it, uh, please pull the trigger and, uh, and we'll be helping out some folks as well. And then, of course, you can watch our live show, lastpodcastlive.com. And remember what live performance was as we oh will again be in front of you. But until then, you can watch us on lastpodcastlive.com. Do it! Draws. Come and see what it's like, and I can't wait to leave my home again. Yay. I want to see all your faces outside, and then I'll laugh. <laughs> well, you might get punched in the face if you. Well, why are you laughing at me? That's what I'm laughing at. But you're laughing I'm at me. I'm laughing at the cosmic ruse we all fucking found ourselves in believing we have some kind of body when actually we are astral beings trapped within this hair covered flesh that should be released by gems we're gonna get into that this week yeah. on hpb part two i'm very very excited Exciting. about it well that live. reminds me i have a uh, marianne williamson is this week's uh, bl- uh throwback a top head interview and of course she's very spiritual did you tell her to release my mother from a course in miracles thank you very much um then we have you gotta live every day, man. <laughs> live every day. Every day counts. Even during this time period. Do you think it doesn't count? But it actually does. Every single you do. It's just m- moving towards whatever time's gonna be after this. So remember that. Fucking stick to it. Okay. Living for post-quarantine you. Okay. Every single day. So go out there. Lift your weights. I don't know how you do that. Go out there. Fucking wrestle your family for exercise. You gotta do it. <laughs> All right? And love the fact that now we have a chance to really concentrate on our inner demons <laughs> instead of our outer demons. I think it's really, really right. nice. It gives us the opportunity to really laser focus yes. into what's wrong with me. Yeah. And that's what's I, mean, I love it. It's the best and it's super easy and it just gets easier. Yes, it does, everyone. Thank you all so much for listening. Oh, yeah. Happy graduation to the graduating class of 2020 that's not getting any of that. But no, guess what? My high school graduation sucked. So yeah. you guys just have a good time. Uh, My graduation now, just, was a blast. I, we got hammered in the uh, in a cabin in the woods. Yeah, well, they're not. None yeah. of these kids are doing that. So remember, college is better anyway. Fuck high school. Um, all right, everyone. Hail yourselves. Hail Satan. Magustalations, everyone. Help me. Help me. There it is. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. Addiction plays hardball. He would hit me with these verbal attacks. I just said to him, I love you so much. You're such an amazing person. I can't take this ride anymore. It was the fact that dad made that sentiment and broke down. And years later, he told me it had a huge impact on him. Sometimes doing what's right for your loved one is the hardest thing to do. Karen is that right thing. Visit caron.org slash lost. In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. 
so you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia.